Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 180. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I'm excited that you are here today to have a conversation or listen in on a conversation with Phil from Blueprint MCAT. Next Step Test Prep is now Blueprint MCAT. And we are excited to talk about that change. And we are even more excited to talk about a a question that comes up all the time is, is who is an MCAT course good for? And then if an MCAT course is good for you, we're gonna talk all about Blueprint MCAT's new online course. Now, the what formerly was known as Next Step Test Prep's MCAT course, I highly recommended that. Had a whole video review. I have a video review coming of Blueprint MCAT's course, and you can save, as we're releasing this, you can save $300. Go to medicalschoolhq.net slash blueprint, which will send a little beer money my way, and check out their new course. Let's go and dive in, say hello to Phil. And if you're listening to this, this is the same conversation that we just released on the pre-med year. So if you don't listen to the pre-med years, you should, but not this week, because it's the same interview. <laughs> All right, let's go and jump in, say hello. Phil, welcome to the pre-med years and the MCAT podcast. We're going to play this episode on both. How are you doing today? Good, double whammy. Double whammy. Phil from Blueprint MCAT, formerly known as Next Step Test Prep. Yes, yes. Formerly known as Next Step, like formerly known as Prince. This is uh, a. Yeah. This is going to be like a little bit of a tr- difficult transition. I know I'm going to keep saying Next Step just uh, naturally, even though technically we like we merged with Blueprint two years ago. We're just now kind of like building out the new rebranding stuff. Yeah. So Next Step Test Prep, and I'm, I'm sure it'll slip out of my 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 mouth as well. Uh, is now Blueprint. MCAT. And, and Phil, do you know, for everyone listening, is that website and everything as well? Everything will be through Blueprint? Yep. Everything's through Blueprint. Although if you go to nextsteptestprep.com, it will redirect you to Blueprint. Yep. Um, so just making sure that you know, you're know you going to be able to find it if you, you, if you need to. It. Yeah, I just tested it. Definitely takes you to blueprintprep.com uh, slash MCAT. So very cool. Well, I'm excited. I, I think we have talked in the past. Um, I, actually, I'm not sure if we talked about uh, the merger with Blueprint. And, and ultimately, the, the merger for the students' perspective is kind of behind the scenes. But what we'll talk about a little bit later is the kind of the fun stuff. A lot of the technology that Blueprint brings to the table is now coming out 
in Next Step's new course. But before we dive in, or Next Step's new course, see what I did there? In <laughs> yeah. Blueprint, MCAT's new course. So the, the question that I have for you is related to courses because I go online and students will ask on Student Doctor Network, they'll, they'll ask on Reddit, they'll ask in my pre-med hangout, should I do a course? Is a course worthwhile? What course should I take? And there's such a huge range of responses. You get the the really gung-ho students who are like 520 studying themselves going, it's a waste of money to buy a course. That's ridiculous. Don't, don't let anybody take your money. You can do it yourself. And then you have the other people who are like, oh my God, I loved my, my blueprint course, my Kaplan course, whatever it is. And, and you should definitely use that one. Now, obviously, the answer is always somewhere in the middle. Uh, and so right. for your perspective, because you're in a unique position to both do the office hours for the Blueprint MCAT course and do one-on-one tutoring, in your mind, let's start from the basics. Who should look at getting a course? Yeah, that's a really good question because you're right. Like I have, I do have kind of like a little bit of weird background. You know, I've taught, um, it's like a post-bac program. I've taught for a couple of different companies, like in-class stuff. I've done online stuff and I've done tutoring stuff as well. Um, I think, so whether or not a course is right, um, I do think it's really important to understand that something is needed. Um, it's, it's impossible to prep the MCAT just by like picking up your old science textbooks and all the like the courses that you know the exams that you took in undergrad and all the classes you took in undergrad and reviewing those notes like that's not going to be enough um the MCAT is a monster of an exam and it tests there's some things on the MCAT that are a little bit unfair in a way things that they expect you to know about for the MCAT that even if you have a biology degree there's a chance that you never saw this And so you need some exposure to something. And I think that a course is obviously a really good way to do that because it's a little bit more organized. Um, Now, like the tutoring stuff or kind of like prepping on your own. I mean, you can, in theory, do this just through a book um, and just kind of like go through a set of books and like, you know, but you're still going to need a set of books. You're still going to need um, to like lean on some videos if need be for like a complex topics like, you know, like nephrology or electrostatics or electromagnetism. Um, But you you need something, you need practice exams. And so there's something that's needed. And so those people that are like, oh, you can do it completely on your own. Like you kind of can't, like you do need something. Mm going through there. Now, I personally needed a course. Um, I took a course back in the day, um, back before Next Step even existed, actually. Um, And so before Blueprint, before Next Step, um, (laughs) I took an exam or took a course. And it it was because I knew myself well enough to know that I needed it. Well, let me let me stop you there. Why? Why? Why did you need a course? What was it about yourself that you knew that you were like, I should do a course? I need structure, um, personally, like I need the the MCAT is such a monster of a test that like people are not taking, like, I talk about this sometimes, like how weird it is to be like, Oh, sorry, like best friend. I can't hang out. I have a test in two months, (laughs) right? Like that's not a normal scenario for most people in undergrad. And so like, this is, it's more of a marathon than a sprint. You have to take like a long view towards it. And so you need this, I think structure helps with that because otherwise it's, it's a giant mountain and knowing like where to start 
can be very difficult. Um, knowing how to focus on certain things and how deeply to focus is really important because a lot of students, if they just go in cold, they assume that, you know, I need to go really deep into orgo because that was something I really struggled with. And like psych is it's kind of like fluffy and like it's, I don't need to look at psych, but you have almost four times as many psych questions as you do orgo questions. And I actually think that psych on the MCAT is perhaps a little bit trickier than some of the orgo on the MCAT. Mm. Sometimes the orgo questions you, you can get just by counting the carbons. I'm like, okay, well, I need nine <laughs> carbons in my answer. And that one's got nine carbons. So that's the answer. Um, and that's not really what happens in undergrad. So a lot of times students go into the MCAT and studying for the MCAT based on what they expected in undergrad and what, what they experienced in undergrad. And I think that that's why something is needed. And I think having some guidance is really important for that on top of the structure. So yeah. guidance and structure, I think those are the two big reasons to do a course. Um, talking to somebody who kind of knows the material. How does, a, how does a student know that about themselves? Um, that's a, that's a really good <laughs> question. So I know that me personally in undergrad, I tended to, you know, kind of put things off every once in a while. And, you know, I would, I would kind of cram and I would work hard for like a week. Right. And so I would like, I would have like three weeks before I have an orgo exam. I would kind of like the first two weeks, I wouldn't like take it that seriously. That last week I was like nose to the grindstone going hardcore. And that, that sort of like burst of effort doesn't work with MCAT because you can't burst with effort for two months and you need to be studying for months mm. um, to prep for the MCAT. And so I, I think just the way that I naturally kind of like dealt with stuff in undergrad, it just didn't kind of match what I needed to do um, for the MCAT. Yeah. For from your perspective, dealing with and working with students, dealing dealing with, you're putting up with those students, <laughs> deal, working with these students who are going through the course and working with students one-on-one, -on -one, where do you see overlapping traits that make them successful and different traits that are making one set versus another successful? Yeah, I think the like self-discipline is is kind of important like you know like being able to force themselves to kind of like sit and like go through stuff um i mean like as we mentioned i like do tutoring and i've had some tutoring students that i'm like all right this is the stuff i want you to accomplish this week and they like you know they like on the next day they're like yeah i did all of it i like got everything <laughs> done and i tend to overdo because students never ask for they never say like oh you didn't give me enough to do yeah. Um, they never say that. So I tend to over prescribe. And sometimes some of those students are like, yeah, I got through all of it. And I'm like, Ooh, that's actually pretty impressive. Um, and like kind of like going through this and they're able to kind of like organize and use their time wisely. And then other students are just like, Oh, I didn't do any of it. I just, you know, I didn't, I, I started yesterday on it. And, uh, so I only got through a couple hours and that that's kind of an important thing. Like you need to be able to spend a couple of hours every day to really prep for the MCAT. We're talking 300, 350 hours. Um, ish. And that's like kind of an average. It kind of depends on the student. You know, if you're um, have like really strong background in a lot of the sciences, you might be able to get away with less. If you um, haven't been in school for a decade, then you might need a little bit more. And so, so like, that's not a hard, fast number, but like to do that, I mean, we're talking, you know, like 40 hours a week, let's say 30 hours a week, right? That's, that's two and a half months at 30 hours a week to just hit the 300. Mm. Um, and so, so this is something that you kind of need to like have that sort of motivation and kind of like, you know, stay on top of it. And I think that that's a really important thing. A little bit of self-awareness 
is also important. I think that when students are reviewing questions, there, there's this tendency to focus more on the questions on like, what was the right answer for this? What was the wrong answer? Why is it right? Why is it wrong? And then they move on. I think it's really important for students to like, especially the students that are really successful. I'm talking about the students that get to like the five twenties. Um, like they, they're approaching those things a little bit differently. They're looking at the questions and saying, not, not what did I miss and why was this right? They, they're asking, why did I miss it? And so what was, what was going through my head? And so they're not as much reviewing the question as they are reviewing themselves. They're reviewing how they thought about the question, how they maybe should have thought about the question rather than just like, what's the right answer. And yeah. that's like a little bit of a nuanced thing where they're kind of like focusing a little bit more internally. It's an interesting way that you put it, because I, I think if you think about a cookbook, right, it, everyone potentially starts with the same ingredients. And if you don't, have the cookbook and the recipe to follow, you can get a million different uh, kind of final concoctions that are coming out of the oven. And and I, I like how you put it where it's it's about why they missed it. The why is really that process. It's the recipe. And, and if they're repeating the same recipe every time with the same initial ingredients, they're going to they're gonna get the same junk on the other side. And it's right. not until they really question that why and question the process of, of how they're getting to the answer that they actually can break through and start getting the right answers. Yeah, I like that you related that to cooking stuff. I, I makes me think of the Great British Bake Off, which <laughs> I've been binging when the COVID world, um, where I think the the second challenge is they, they're like given like all the ingredients and like a very bare recipe and just seeing like who can figure out how to put it together. Um, but yeah, it's exactly what it is. Nice. So, um, yeah, and I think that's why analytics are also important and why tutoring is useful because, you know, somebody who spends, you know, spend a decade just like dealing with MCAT stuff, they, they really understand like how you're supposed to look at this and how you're supposed to think about this. And mm -hmm. that insight kind of helps um, versus, you know, somebody who's going into this cold. They, it's, it's hard to understand what the MCAT wants you to think and how they want you to think it. Um, if, if you like kind of like are just like new to the, to the world. Yeah. Um, and so analytics are important because then you can start to find the, the patterns, which kind of takes us to the new, uh, blueprint course. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of it seems like a natural kind of segue into that, you know, we kind of hinted at the, the stuff that blueprint brought. Um, we actually, you know, we, we merged like two years ago. We haven't just been like sitting around. We've actually been working on this course for literally two years. Um, and like all sorts of things. And like, there's a lot of content and stuff that next step has like the, the exams are great. The materials are great. Um, but there's some things that blueprint brought to the table that were really interesting. First off, um, analytics, like there are some very high level analytics going through this where you can figure out what kind of questions you're missing. And we, we spent literally months just tagging questions and going through each question, being able to like tag it with like different, um, topics going through there. So the mm. students can kind of store, understand what what kind of questions they're missing um, and that's really important and then we also created a like a uh, kind of like interactive QBank where you can build your own quizzes based on what your weak areas are and so those two things go together so well where you know like oh these are my weak areas I am going to build quizzes over those weak areas and kind of like going through and you know specifically working on what my problem is um, and maybe try to like adjust the way that I'm thinking about this this kind of issue. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of students right now with UWorld in the mix, uh, UWorld obviously very big in the medical school world mm -hmm. with their USMLE prep. 
they have released an MCAT product uh, that students seem to like a lot. And students are asking, what's the difference? And I think that's one of the biggest differences. You can go to UWorld and and create t- uh, question sets based on topics. But with the Blueprint MCAT course, you can take a full length, get your mm-hmm. score, know where your weak spots are because the 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 blueprint backend, the analytics behind it are saying, hey, here's where you're missing stuff. And you still need to go through and f- figure out why you're missing those questions. But but then you can, because of those full-length exams, you can go, okay, I, I know where my weaknesses are versus just creating question sets based on topics. Yeah, and this is a story that I was talking about actually the other day about my personal experience prepping for the MCAT way, way back in the day. Um, <laughs> back, back when I was a boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I walked uphill both ways to take the MCAT. No, no, um, this is the, the, the COVID is now the new uphill both ways. Back, uh, yeah. back when I was a boy, I had to stay inside for two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, man, that's, we had to use MCATs for toilet paper. Um, so... Yeah, this um, like that that kind of like analyzing your full length exams. I I talked about this. Um, we actually did a, a webinar not too long ago. But the like the big breakthrough I had with with cars specifically, the sciences I was doing kind of okay with because I would study science or like physics or biology, and then I was better at physics and biology. But there's nothing to study for cars, and so for months nothing happened mm. until one day I like it was like literally months. My car score was flat. It was my weakest area like from the beginning, and then everything else was growing, and then it was now even weaker in comparison. Um, it was about the same, but I um, I went back and I like worked through multiple exams. I spent four hours just trying to look for patterns on the types of questions that I was missing and why I was missing them and just trying to understand like my thought process. And because for months before that, I would just like do a passage, look at a question, like, why did I miss this? Okay. That answer, that answer makes sense. B makes sense. I should have picked that. And then I'll just move on. And then I don't, I'm not asking like why and like what's kind of going on with the patterns of why I'm missing questions. But I did this. I spent four hours going through exams. The next day I took a test and my car score jumped up five points and it didn't go down after that. It kept going up. And it was just because I started to understand, Oh, these are the sorts of questions that I'm missing. And this is why I'm missing them mm-hmm. is because I'm like bringing in outside information specifically on these questions where they start with suppose blah, 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 the sort of like strength and weaken questions or application the kind of like reasoning beyond the text questions. Anytime the question brought in new info, I would bring in new info. And that's something that I didn't recognize and realize until I I spent literally hours going through this and this is after months and I just like wasn't aware if I had taken the new blueprint course, you know, I would, I would like take my first exam and that, that analytics would already be done. And so I wouldn't even have to realize that I need to do the analytics. And then I wouldn't have to spend hours putting that together um, after I'd spent months um, prepping. And that just would have made my experience a whole lot smoother. um, And I would have improved a lot, a lot quicker. It would have been a lot less painful. Um, yeah. And so that idea of just analytics is something that me personally, like, honestly, that was the thing that made the biggest difference in my uh, car score specifically. But that was the the time my, my MCAT score jumped the most in my my prep is just through that power of analytics. Yeah. And, and analytics is a, a kind of a big word that's not really doesn't really mean anything, but really just review. Right. That's analytics is reviewing what you did, what you got wrong. And then you obviously have to put in the work to go through and figure out why you got it wrong. But at least you have the data there that shows the types of questions that you're missing. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's the scientist in me. More data is always the answer, right? Like yeah. as long as we have more data, we can figure out anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's one of the big things that mm-hmm. happened with Blueprint, um, that merger, the analytics stuff. They, they brought a lot of like power number crunching stuff to that. Yeah. The other big thing was the like video, like videographers and animators and illustrators. Um, our original course, like <laughs> me and Clara and Brian and, Andrew, we're all like making images in Microsoft Paint with just like weird blobs. <laughs> um, like this, this is an enzyme, right? And like it's just, this is like clearly made in Microsoft Paint. Um, looks like Pac-Man. Um, and now, like we have, you know, like um, animators and illustrators, and so we're able to say like, oh no, we want to make this, but we want to make it animated, to kind of like move around. And the power of an image, or like if if a if an image speaks a thousand words, then a video does a thousand images. So that'd be like a million words. Mm. Um, and so there are some things where you can kind of like read it in a paragraph and you read it and you reread it and it, you're just trying to like trying to make sense of it. It's kind of not sticking versus you see some video that explains it in 20 seconds. You're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then you just kind of like move on. Um, and so the power of like a, a great video is something that's really exciting. Um, and I know that we worked on the videos um, with like scripts and, you know, kind of like behind the scenes here, scripts and animators and illustrators and, you know, like teleprompters and like the whole thing. And so the video quality is much higher than it's so just much kind better. Of like, yeah, it's like so much better than just like how it used to be where I was just like sitting in front of my computer, filming myself talking um, and like doodling in Microsoft Paint. And that was yeah. <laughs> that, that was the old version. Yeah, so, um, so much better. One yeah. of the things that that it, uh, people or students going through courses often find is that they have so much information laid out in front of them. And it's almost like a here's where I need to start. Here's where I need to finish. And every student is so different on that journey. Some are coming with really heavy chemistry backgrounds, biology backgrounds, psychology backgrounds. And so reviewing that stuff for them may be a waste of time. And I I think one of the cool things that I like is that you can kind of test out of sections of the course so that you have some reassurances without just skipping the section. You have some reassurances that you, you know the kind of the key takeaways that you should have. Yeah. Absolutely. And like no two students, like even if students have similar backgrounds, if I have two biology majors, like there, there's, there's a lot of difference between that, even if they went to the same school, let alone, like I once had two students, one was a biology PhD from Oxford and the other student was an animator at Pixar. And like, obviously those students have very different (laughs) backgrounds and very different like strengths and weaknesses and what they need to work on is not nearly the same thing. And so the ability to kind of adapt to your um, to your strengths and weaknesses. And that's something that's really important. Even if, if you're going in just like cold and you know nothing about the MCAT and it's just time to get started, and I need to prep for that. That's a really useful thing because there are some things you are stronger and weaker at. I personally, I, I know I'm in the minority, but I love physics. Um, and so I probably could have tested out of some of the like kinematics and electrostatics and magnetism stuff. Um, but I definitely needed to review a lot more of like definitely psychology um, but you know, chemistry and bio and some of those like, um, difficult, more difficult things. Like I didn't take anatomy and physiology. So all the stuff with nephrology and immunology are things that I didn't get in undergrad. Um, and they're not a prereq, but those things are kind of tested on the MCAT, mm. um, versus other students will have taken those courses. Yeah. And so even if you're coming in cold, super useful, but if you have some background, like if you're retaking the exam or if it's just been a while since you've um, been in school, I think it's even more useful 
in those cases. Mm-hmm. One of the the questions that comes up all the time when it comes to studying for the MCAT, whether it's self-studying, whether through a course or something else, is how do I create a schedule? And I think the the schedule builder is is an amazing tool. Can you talk about kind of the behind the scenes of that? Yeah. So once again, students are different. And like there are some students that are parents. There are some students that, um, you know, like even if you take like the general students like in like, you know, the classic college MCAT student, um, their lives are all different. Like what classes are they taking? What are their um, like outside activities? Like are they in a furor? A sorority, a sorority or a fraternity. I like combined those into one word there. Um, are they in like a fraternity? Are they volunteering? Are they shadowing? Um, you know, like their lives are very different. And so the ability to create a study schedule that's built around your life, um, the ability to, you know, I need to take off every um, every other Wednesday and I need to take off the first Tuesday of every month because I have these this big meeting. I also, my Thursdays tend to be lighter. And so I'm going to try to do much more work on Thursdays. And most Sundays I play volleyball. So I'd like to take those days off. Um, you know, I could go play volleyball after I go to church. And so I think that that is, is really nice um, to kind of build. It. And that's just like a, a kind of a set thing. But like, if you have like something big come up, Right. Like I had a student that I was working with and they got they were getting married in the middle of this. And like, obviously, they need to not have homework on (laughs) their wedding day um, and maybe the week before the wedding and maybe during their honeymoon. They should take it a little bit lighter. And I don't uh, know. It doesn't homework. It doesn't sound like a a supportive spouse if they won't let them do (laughs) homework on their wedding day. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. We need to like get the the spouse in on there, too. Like these are the (laughs) days I'm going to be doing flashcards with you. Um, Yeah. And so this. Like the ability to kind of like build a schedule around your life. Like what day are you taking the test? What day are you starting? What are the days you need off? What are the days you have more time? What are the days you have less time? What are the things you need to work on a little bit more specifically? And we'll work in extra practice in on those, those topics and having this kind of schedule put out for you where, Oh, this is what I have to do this day. It's so much easier. It's like, it takes a load off your mind. It's really hard I mean, prepping for the MCAT is a difficult enough task by itself. Mm. Like trying to figure out how to prep for the MCAT is is also like kind of a, a difficult task. Um, and it's ones that students don't have a lot of exposure to. And, you know, if they if, 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 if you really understood all everything on the MCAT, then you wouldn't need to study for the MCAT. Um, so it's hard for someone who doesn't know the MCAT to know how to schedule their time and what to spend more time on and what to spend less. Like I talked about high yield and low yield stuff. Mm. Um, and so that's really important being able to, to kind of like adapt to your schedule and, and then if something happens and it gets more difficult, like your life gets more difficult or something happens, like maybe somebody gets sick or maybe you're trapped at home and you didn't plan on being trapped at home. And so I'm like, I'd like to get a lot more stuff done. The, the blueprint, um, study schedulers is adaptable. And so you can, you can tweak it around and adjust it as you're going through it. And it, really helps to have this, like as you're crossing things off, it takes the MCAT from a large, scary, overwhelming monster into just like a, like a list, like a series of tasks. Mm-hmm. And the, the power of being able to just cross off a task is like, it's something that you shouldn't underestimate because burnout is a huge thing with the MCAT, being able to stay motivated and stay on top of it because you're prepping for months um, in most cases. So the ability to kind of like see the progress 
that you're making. Like as you're crossing through things, as you're getting through this, you can kind of like look back and like, oh, this is all the stuff that I've done. And you you can recognize and realize like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely making progress here. Even if like you haven't taken an exam for a while, or even if your exam, like maybe your score didn't go up like you had hoped, you, you can still see the, the progress that you're making. It makes it a lot easier to stay motivated uh, and stay on top of it, which is a battle in and of itself. Yeah. Definitely is. And one of the biggest things that I think really separates the Blueprint course from others is the the two hours a day, five days a week of access to, to you and other top tutors and, and MCAT experts at Blueprint. Talk about what what those office hour days look like if a student is in a course how they sign on to those and what you're covering or is it a free-for-all what students are struggling with what do those look like yeah so office hours are traditionally like pretty low like small groups like you know somewhere between uh I had one yesterday that had three people in it because we were reviewing a very specific exam that only some students had taken Mm. um or up to 30 um and like going through that, we kind of like dive a little bit deeper into topics. If students are confused on a topic, which is very easy when you look at the the kind of material that we're talking about on the MCAT, like fluid dynamics, um, it's very easy to get kind of like tripped up a little bit. And so office hours are a really great resource to kind of like clarify any questions or dive a little bit deeper, maybe get some insight into understanding the mind of the MCAT makers um, and kind of how you should be thinking and, and tackling passages um, or doing data interpretation, how you should be interpreting this. Or if you're going through a passage, what stuff should you care about and what stuff doesn't matter? Like as I'm reading a passage, there's a lot of stuff that's just fluff. And I, like, I, I don't understand this sentence, but it doesn't matter. Let's just move past it. This is very crucial. There's going to be a question on that. And, and that's a really useful thing to be able to, to, to work on. And it really helps to have somebody who knows the material um, to go through that. And so currently, yeah, there's 10 hours a week of office hours. I do eight of the hours. The other two hours are done by Azai, who is, um, a medical student at Harvard. Um, and so we kind of like put this all together. I, I think one of the biggest things with office hours though, it's, it's really interesting. I can't tell you how many office hour students we've had that have come to every single office hours <laughs> for, like months. Um, I know we had one student that went to every office hours for five months straight, 10 hours a week, every week. He didn't miss one. Um, and I think that like, that's not that rare. Um, it's, there's a little bit of a community, like the students are like telling jokes and we're interacting with each other. Um, like we know where everyone is. Some people are on, like, um, I don't want to name any names because that's like a little bit weird, but we have a student in, um, Idaho, who um, grew up on a farm. And so we kind of joke about, cause we were the farm, we're the farmers. Um, and then we have a student that is um, from London and like trying to get into to med school here. We have a student that is, um, that works at a homeless shelter in LA. And so just kind of like hearing stories and talking about that and kind of like relating the stuff that we're dealing with at the MCAT with through examples, things that like stick in our mind. And so it's, it's kind of a little bit more of a community. And I would say that there's an easy like 15, 20 students that come to at least like 80% of the office hours and they're kind of the same students. And I know that it helps them stay motivated and makes it more interesting. Um, I had a student <laughs> say the other day that the only reason they come is just to hear me, jo- hear my jokes, which <laughs> they need to like get access to comedy central or something like that because my <laughs> jokes are mostly dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So really office hours, again, I think really help separate. If a student, so you mentioned yesterday there you were covering a very specific test. If a student has very specific questions about something that's not supposed to be covered, how is that handled? Well, so there, most of the questions come from exams. And so the very specific exam we were talking about was actually something from the AAMC. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we're going through one of the AAMC exams and they're the ones who actually like put together the actual MCAT. And so like, obviously anything on there is, is um, good. I'm not shy. Like most students, if they, if I ever see a question and I'm just like, okay, you probably don't need to know this in this detail. And then mm-hmm. a student will be like, well, it was on a test. And I'm like, yeah, but it was in a passage. And so the pat a lot of times the MCAT will throw passages at you at, with things that they know you're not comfortable with. And they just want to see, can you understand what's going on in the passage? So you don't have to necessarily be familiar with this topic going in, but you do need to be able to dissect and understand the passage. And that's um, that's another sort of thing that is just kind of like getting that insight makes it a lot easier because other students will end up going and studying um, like really in depth on something that they actually don't need to know about. But they saw a question about it and they thought they needed to know about it because there was a question about it. Um, actually, and then you can kind of have like the flip of that where, um, you know, that student kind of didn't understand something from a passage. I had another student take an exam. This happened just earlier this week and they missed a question because they brought in a lot of outside knowledge because they knew a lot about, um, acetazolamide and the passage was about it. And I'm like, okay, yes. Like the ideas you have, it's not perfect. Like there's a couple of gaps they're missing, which is why they missed the question is because there was some of the, like the facets of the, the drug, but the MCAT doesn't expect you to know about those things. So there's something in the passage. Like as I read that question, I'm like this is not something I'm supposed to know about. This is something that's going to be in the passage. And so if I'm trying to look internally to find that answer, I'm, I'm making a mistake because this is something outside this box of information that, that I'm going to be responsible for. And so starting to recognize and understand that that's another big reason to take a course or go to office hours is because like if you are coming in cold to the MCAT, it, it can be hard for students to recognize like what stuff am I being held accountable for? What stuff do I need to know? And what stuff is just something in a passage that I need to dissect the passage and pull pull uh, material from that. And so having somebody who, you know, just eats, sleeps, breathes MCAT, um, like, like I do, it's really funny when after I took the MCAT, I'm like, I'll never have to look at this again. And then, <laughs> Now it's jokes now it's all on you. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And so that's, that's a big piece as well. Okay. So for a student listening to this, wanting to check out the new blueprint MCAT course, where should they go? Yeah, that is a great question. So you want to go to blueprintprep.com. Um, or you could go to nextsteptestprep.com, which would just send you to blueprintprep.com. No, no, no. Let's go to blueprintprep.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably better. Yeah. Um, and so blueprintprep.com. Um, there is a lot of free resources. Do not um, like don't don't like avoid those because there's some really good resources in there, like a full length exam, like a diagnostic exam. We I do public webinars um, pretty much weekly for the most part, diving into a lot of like different things in depth. Uh, I know the last one we did was um, on viruses. I thought it was uh, you know worth going into <laughs> with the COVID stuff because the MCAT does expect you to know something about viruses, mm-hmm. and so talking about you know the lysogenic analytic cycle and going into that, and so we go into a lot more content in that, and so we do kind of the public webinars there. Um, there's the full length exams, the diagnostic exams. You get access to our study planner, which is free, and so everyone should take advantage of that. Um, 
and a lot of other resources as well. Yeah, awesome. So blueprintprep.com, go sign up for the course, go check it out, go sign up for those free webinars and much more. Thanks, Phil, for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Good to be here. All right, so there you have it. Again, Phil, from what is now Blueprint MCAT. I hope that doesn't confuse many of you. Next Step Test Prep is now Blueprint MCAT, and they're here to serve you in the best possible way. They still have the best full-length exams, and in my mind, they have the best course as well. Go to medicalschoolhq.net slash blueprint and check out the deals they have going on right now on their course and on their full-length exams. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast, where we're going to start to dive into Blueprint MCAT's full-length one. Now, you can get the Blueprint MCAT Diagnostic and full-length one for free by signing up at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT, or again, you can use my link, medicalschoolhq.net slash blueprint, and you get full-length one for free, full length one, full length practice test for the MCAT. And Phil and I are going to start diving into full length one, going through every question. And we're not just doing it for the podcast. We're also going to be putting it out on my YouTube channel at premed.tv. So go subscribe over there if you don't already. And I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT podcast. This is MedEd Media.